At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Podcast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again as we get ready for tonight's game against the Orlando Magic, part one of a back-to-back, a literal back-to-back. We're playing the Magic twice in two days. Hornets needing to get back on track after four consecutive losses. So we'll be talking about that game. Also talking about an in-depth interview done by Sam Amick in The Athletic with Hornets star Gordon Hayward. A lot to touch on in that. And, of course, the Social Justice Platform and Innovation Summit is going right now with the Hornets. Uh, just had Empowerment Night the other night at the Hive at Spectrum Center, so want to touch on that as well. And to do all of these things, we've got a special guest. He's a host on WFNZ, and I get to talk to him every post-game show, Stan Norfleet, our guest today, making his HHC debut. Stan, thanks so much for the time. Sam, I appreciate the invitation, brother. Let me congratulate you again on uh, getting the gig. You're doing a fantastic job for us over there each and every night. Well, I appreciate it very much, and I appreciate getting your perspective post-game as well. The last time I talked to you was after the loss against the Chicago Bulls. And let's go back to that one just briefly. Hornets, a fourth straight loss. Every one of them, a different oddity to it over this losing streak. The first one against Dallas, it was Luka Doncic revenge night. He was a man on a mission and playing at an MVP level. The next one was without Gordon Hayward. I think that was a a bit of an oddity as well. The third one, the team had a chance to tie it at the buzzer. Should have had a foul called. It wasn't called, so they should have been at the free throw line. And who knows, that game might still be going on today. And then the last one, after a five-day layoff, is also odd. So I don't mean to be making excuses here, but there is at least an explanation and a unique one for each and every one of these games. It's not as if there is a constant theme that the team 
didn't do X throughout. Yeah, and I like how you phrase that, uh, oddity. And that's essentially what the, a lengthy NBA season is, right? It's the ebbs and flows of how you play over a, a series. That's kind of how the season is. And so you're, you're right. There are a couple areas we could point to. I know you and I riffed in the post-game show about what those particular areas are. But this has got to be interesting and, and somewhat maddening for James Borrego as well. Trying to set the rotation, not having a full complement of players, Cody being out of game, and then Gordon's out for a game. So it's got to be a little bit maddening for him and his staff. How do we pinpoint, get this identity together for what we want to be moving forward for this season? Specifically with the Chicago game, though, it, it is something that we've seen points in the paint, the opponent's bench, outscoring our bench, second chance points. I mean, these are some of the things that we knew even coming into the season would be an issue just given the challenges with our front court and, and the lack of extreme length and size and numbers from that standpoint. It is still a big man's game after all. The Hornets are going to try and get back on track against Orlando tonight. We'll talk about that one shortly. Do want to touch on one other aspect of the other night's game against Chicago, and that was that it was Empowerment Night, and all part of the social justice platform. The Innovation Summit is open and ongoing right now. As someone new to Charlotte who is living under COVID restrictions doesn't get to really experience all the people as much as I would like so far in my stay here in the Queen City, Tell me about what the Hornets have done with the social justice platform and the impact it has had on people here that you would know that I wouldn't as a newcomer to town. Well, you know, Charlotte is a transplant city, Sam, so it won't take you long, man, to get integrated. I know COVID, as you mentioned, makes it much more difficult to do so. But uh, as someone that has grown up with the city, that attended games at the Hive when things were rolling in the 90s there, I think the city of Charlotte is booming. It's busting at the scenes, man. There's construction everywhere. And within that, right, you're going to have certain socioeconomic dynamics. And not all of those are going to be positive, unfortunately. But I do thank Michael Jordan and Fred Whitfield and the folks over there at the Spectrum Center. They understand the responsibility that comes with being one of the representatives of this city and of this region. And they've gotten down into the weeds. And and from a grassroots standpoint, what they've done with this innovation summit and and what they've done to focus on on social justice, there's a a voting and and kind of a political awareness aspect to what they're doing there and just encouraging people to, you know, even though that part of the election has come and gone, you still want to know what's going on with your local municipalities and with the folks that's doing things from, from a local standpoint and just overall awareness, which I think most people would agree is healthy. The second thing that is these COVID times, man, and, and what this pandemic has done to small businesses, how it has impacted minority businesses, women-led and run businesses, that's also a thing. So there's an economic aspect to it as well. Of, you know, How do you go about getting loans? What's the proper way to apply for financing? Is this the right time to refinance? How to get your credit in order, budgeting? So some things that may seem so very basic, but in times like this where those purse strings can be tight. You really need some expertise in terms of the best way to navigate this. The Hornets have continued to be generous in in giving back to small businesses, minority-run businesses and operations and outlets of the sort. So that is also a positive thing. And then the Hornets continue to do a fantastic job with just health and wellness, you know, from a nutrition standpoint, from a mental standpoint, educating people on what the team is doing and what the league is doing to try and combat and negate this awful virus so 
I think when you add all that up, man, I, I, and certainly from a social justice standpoint, let me not need that part out. There's some scary things that take place across the country. I'd like to think that we all can hold hands in kumbaya as we do when we're in arenas and supporting our local team. But there are guys on the team that, that look a lot like me and some look like you, Sam, and, and, and guys are hurting. And so anytime our local sports figures and heroes are hurting, I think it lends itself an opportunity to try and understand why they're hurting, why they're upset, and try and connect with some of the things that matter to them so that we can all create a better environment and better city and community for what we want it to be here in Charlotte. Very true. Very well said as well. Stan Norfleet, host on WFNZ and host of the postgame show as well for Hornets games each and every night throughout the season. Our guest today here on the HHC. One other note I wanted to touch on on that Innovation Summit. You know, we're in COVID times. It's very odd times. And the headline of the Innovation Summit, it's it's kind of this Shark Tank style application for local businesses that are minority owned and operated to have access to a $15,000, let's call it grand prize investment from the team if they're the winning pitch. But it is an opportunity to get exposure via the social media platforms of the Hornets. And we are in very strange times where there really isn't a playbook for, you know, how do you survive as a business in a time where you're not supposed to have person-to-person contact with people. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of innovative pitches on this Innovation Summit that might give people ideas on how to run their business or modify their operations to fit the times that we're in. So I think the benefits here, obviously one organization is going to have a huge benefit, but I think anyone who is involved in it or paying attention to it can get something out of it. Let me also add, it's, it's almost, and I'm glad you used the shark tank example. Just because you don't win it doesn't mean that the Hornets or someone else in the NBA or someone that has a relationship with the Hornets won't come on the back end of that and do a separate deal. So I encourage everyone that if this is something that is appealing to you to get out there, to, to apply to make your ideas and your situation aware, right? The only way to get help is to get help, right? You have to get out here and, and, and open your mouth and let people know what you need and there's nothing embarrassing about it. Uh, I, every prominent business mind that I've ever been around in the two NBA teams and multiple other NFL and MLB teams that I've worked for and with, the stories are quite similar. I think about uh, a guy like Jerry Jones in Dallas. He said, look, Stan, he said, I, I drilled holes in the ground for oil. He said, I missed on my first 12. He said, but 13 is the one that springboarded my fortune and ultimately culminated with me being able to buy the Cowboys. So I just, again, I won't, to some people saying, you know, sometimes they, they, they feel some type of way and they get uncomfortable with putting their personal situation out there. And I just think, and I know for a fact that this is a great opportunity and the Hornets, there's no judgment. They really want to help people. It was fun to spotlight it the other night with Empowerment Night, and it is an important cause, the social justice platform, focusing on a variety of topics, economic mobility, and the hope that we can help make it easier for the next generation and the current generation to move themselves out of poverty and also the Innovation Summit. For information on all of these things, keep an eye on the Hornets social media platforms as well as website, and you can download the Hornets app on your mobile device for access to information on the social justice platform, as well as all new features and exclusive content. You don't want to miss the new game day experiences for every game this season, giving you information and digital activations available only through the Hornets app.
WFNZ host Stan Norfleet, my guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. I get to talk to him every post game, and we will be talking about the matchup tonight against the Orlando Magic. It seems to be a favorable one on paper for the Hornets, given some of the stat lines for the Magic so far this year. But we're going to get into that in a moment. I want to talk to you, Stan, about an interview that Sam Amick did in the Athletic with Gordon Hayward, the new superstar in town here with Charlotte. Nice long interview, great piece. Certainly recommend everyone taking a look at it. A couple of things that they talked about. He was asked with Charlotte, what's the ceiling for this group? They don't know if they want to put a ceiling on it. Uh, They want to get better collectively, try to be playing their best basketball at the end of the year. But they have a lot of growing to do. And with a young team, they've got a lot of talented pieces and they just want to keep going. What do you think of that answer and that mindset trying to grow a young team? This is the the radio host in me and, and objectivity. I can't ignore that Gordon was compensated quite handsomely to come here and be a part of what, what the Hornets are building and for for once to be uh, as he was, I should say, to, to again be what he once was in Utah, to be the focal point, you know, to be the individual that takes this team to the next level and hopefully gets us not just into the playoffs but on the other side of a playoff series. And that's got to be uh, that's got to be motivating to accept the challenge and everything that Gordon went through in Boston with the Celtics and the horrific injury that he suffered. To have Michael Jordan call you to have confidence not just in your health but also the ability to endure a rigorous what is normally an 82 game NBA season we know reduced this year to 72 games because of COVID. But for Jordan to call you with a check, but also the belief that you're going to be the guy to single you out has got to be motivating for Gordon uh, and also quite humbling. And I think when we look at his play, it's indicative of that thus far. I have been pleasantly surprised because I didn't know what Gordon Hayes would be going to get. I've been pleasantly surprised by what he's done thus far. And clearly part of the motivating factors behind that is his family as well as a man like Michael Jordan. Yeah, and the family part was a huge reason for him. He's got four kids under the age of five, including a, a fairly newborn. I don't know if it's a newborn at this stage, I guess. You know, under one to me, that that's that's newborn enough, having two kids of my own. He said that family was a huge reason. I think that's a big compliment to Charlotte. I think he, he's someone who he didn't play in the ACC. He didn't have significant ties to Charlotte. He just knew people that had been around the Queen City, and he did his due diligence. And it's a great place for people to end up and to have the highlight of their careers and build their families. And I think that's only a positive about where we are and what the future holds for this franchise. Well, absolutely. You know, anybody, and I've lived in other NBA markets and other professional sports cities across the country, You know, we have our bubble here in the Queen City, but when you go out and you ask people about Charlotte, the response is always favorable. Oh, yeah, I hear good things. Oh, yeah, I know somebody that just moved down there. Oh, okay, yeah. I stopped through there on a business trip, and, man, that that uptown area, it's clean and it's comfortable and it's convenient and it's quaint. And, you know, Charlotte is not going to be Atlanta. It's not going to be D.C. I mean, it has its own cultural identity, and I've learned and other people have learned to embrace it for what it is. The convenience, again, being able to get uptown in most places in 20 minutes. The traffic is not hellacious. To have an international airport, which is one of the busiest in the world, is right there. So Gordon can get back to his native Indiana quick, fast. Or if he wants to 
know, get out to the West Coast. You've got the mountains within driving distance. You've got the beach within driving distance. You've got all the major sports teams here. The restaurants continue to come here from all over the country. So uh, Charlotte is beautiful, man. This is my home. So for Gordon Haywood that has a young family, this makes sense for him. And so it doesn't shock me to hear him say that. Two other topics from the interview from The Athletic that I wanted to bring up. You know, One is there was certainly some skepticism from the national media on the contract. And two points on that. Gordon Hayward said, one, he doesn't look at social media, so he has no clue if there was skepticism or not. That's a good strategy, and it's a good reason to maybe shy away from social media from time to time. The other is that there were definitely other interested parties. He, of course, had a $34 million in the final year remaining on his deal with Boston, so he was going to get $30-plus million from someone no matter what. Also, Atlanta was very interested. Boston wanted to re-sign him, his native Indiana. The Pacers wanted him. The Knicks were looking at him. And, of course, the Hornets. So, obviously, we're on the same page here. So far, the returns have been good. He's probably outplayed his contract to this point in time. But he did have other suitors. He was going to get a $100 million-plus contract from somebody. And whether the Hornets were the top bid or not is a little less relevant. And I think some of that skepticism is a little ill-founded on Charlotte's decision-making because someone was going to make that decision and get the benefit of the prime of Gordon Hayward's career. It's a conversation, quite frankly, Sam, that will be ongoing. Gordon Hayward is in a situation, just given the size of the contract and given the nature of the injury in Boston and how things ended up there, there will continue to be conversation about Gordon Hayward justifying, air quotes, the contract. Now, I'm not mad at Gordon. I'm all about free enterprise. And listen, when you're in the NBA or as a professional athlete, I'm never mad at him for giving the ball, for accepting the contract. Gordon, to me, has performed at an all-star level. But I understand the national media having some trepidation. I had some trepidation, especially when you think about stretching Nick Batum to have to make the cap work to get Gordon in under the cap. So I understand all of that. The suitors are interesting um, because there has been a notion here in this city and with this franchise for quite some time that because, you know, we don't have a history of championships yet in this city. Because this isn't one of the booming social centers like a Los Angeles or New York or Miami or Dallas or Houston or something like that. From an NBA standpoint, Charlotte is viewed as, again, more family-oriented, more quaint, but a very nice city, but not necessarily a city where you can, as a young man, say, turn it up. That's not what Charlotte is going to be known as. So my point is to get premier free agents here or even to get some might say B-list free agents here, you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium. And we've seen that time and time again. And so Gordon is just the latest rendition of that. Now, Gordon, I think, can be a significant piece. When you look at a a LaMelo ball and what it looks like his trajectory is, and when you look at what Gordon is doing, and you glance over there and Terry Rozier, I believe, is the best two-way player on this team. Gordon Haywood perhaps making an all-star game. If the Hornets this year or the next couple years, right? Because the contract is not just about this year. It's about the culmination of a four-year deal. Where can Gordon help elevate the profile of the Hornets? And I believe Gordon can be a significant piece for a a, a legitimate all-star or or a perennial all-star to look and go, Gordon and Terry and LaMelo and 
they're playing unselfish basketball, and I hear good things about that James Borrego guy, and I've got kids in a family, young kids in a family of my own. Maybe Gordon can be the guy to go get you that superstar, which now you start talking about competing for championships. So that's where I'm at when I think about the Gordon deal in its totality. And in terms of what's on the books for the next few years, the only contract that really lines up year to year with Gordon Hayward is LaMelo Balls. His rookie contract will coincide with Gordon Hayward's contract. He talked about the rookie and his thoughts on LaMelo so far. And the two players he compared him to in the interview were Luka Doncic and Russ Westbrook. And he said they are just are around the ball. The ball kind of just comes to them. He talked about the rebounding and talked about the feel for the game. He seems quite taken with the Hornets rookie. Those two are just starting their playing relationship, and already the returns have been fairly positive, I would say. For sure. And what Gordon is saying in this interview has been echoed by other teammates. I mean, Terry Rozier, in an article I read this week, said that LaMelo Ball might be the best rebounding guard that Terry has ever seen. I mean, that's high praise coming from a guy as gritty, as tough as Terry Rozier is. I mean, we've heard all the comparisons from Magic Johnson to Anthony Penny Hardaway to Jason Kidd. The praise has been consistent, and thus far, it has been well-deserved. Now, unfortunately, the young man didn't show up versus Chicago, and I'm in agreement with you. I think the game versus Chicago on Friday night was probably the worst overall game we've seen from LaMelo Ball. Typically, right, he'll make a splash in a couple areas. If the scoring is off, it's the rebounds and the assists. The Bulls game is the first time we've seen him pretty much go flat. The assist to turnover ratio, not great. Five turnovers, just two assists. Scored just seven points. And then only one total rebound. So that's not like LaMelo normally plays. And I, I expect him to ride the roller coaster of what is a, a, to be a rookie in the NBA. You're going to have ebbs and flows, and I'm willing to ride that roller coaster with him. So I co-sign to what Gordon is saying. And obviously, Gordon would know better than I would being out there on the floor with him. But all of the veterans that have really embraced LaMelo, so there's good synergy and chemistry there. It's something for Hornets fans to be excited about for a very long time to come. And hopefully high tide is coming for the Hornets as they get set to take on the Orlando Magic. We're going to break down that matchup next. want to remind everyone to tune in. You can watch every Hornets game live on Fox Sports Southeast and the Fox Sports Go app. And you can always hear us on WFNZ and the Hornets mobile app, including Stan Norfleet and Kyle Bailey on the postgame show. Time now to break down tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. First of two, this is like a true baseball series here, Stan Norfleet. Two games, two days, same city. It's 2020-2021. COVID-19 has altered the schedule. And an opportunity here for the Hornets to play a Magic team that they saw in the preseason but looks very different from that team already. Orlando is 29th in assists, 29th in field goal percentage, 30 out of 30 in three-point percentage. Essentially, they don't move the basketball nearly as well as the Hornets do, and they don't shoot well for the league, quite frankly. This seems to be an opportunity for the Hornets. What is your take on the matchup? I'm right there with you. Orlando's a little bit wounded. They lost a heartbreaker to the Indiana Pacers on Friday night, 120-118. I would say edge goes to the Hornets overall. I think we have the better club. We're playing better, even though the wins and losses are what they are. 
the ball movement. What did I see? In the last 10 games, the Orlando Magic are something like 3-7. and seven. So they are, are certainly in a skid of their own. But they've got that guy for him. And this dude makes me nervous. And he does not, for whatever reason, get the national acclaim that he deserves. But Nikola Vucevic is an absolute monster. He's a problem. And here we go again, having a conversation with our Hornets. They're going to have their work cut out versus the all-star big man from Orlando. Yeah, Vucevic is the guy I would highlight as well. 34 points, 12 rebounds for him in their overtime loss to Indiana. The Hornets throughout the season, they've done a fantastic job against guards, forwards, those type of playmaking positions in limiting their ability to do what they want. Luka Doncic played like an MVP in the second game, but the first game he had one of his worst games of his young career. Trey Young was held in check twice by the Hornets in those matchups with Atlanta. The Hornets have done a very good job defensively against most team stars. Centers is the hole in that theory. Centers have tended to have bigger games, and Nikola Vucevic, I agree with you, uh, if, if he were in New York, he would be a huge star. I think he's been lost in Orlando in terms of the national media and national perception. But anyone who watches the NBA knows how good this guy is. And he has certainly uh, got to be someone you're concerned about, given he plays a position that the Hornets are still trying to figure out the rotation. They just got Cody Zeller back, figuring out how he meshes with P.J. Washington and Bismarck Biombo's minutes there and just getting himself up to speed. Uh, this is going to be a challenge. This back-to-back Sunday and Monday night versus Orlando, this is going to be critical. Now, I'm hoping, especially when we look at what James Borrego has done, playing some zone recently to try and negate some of those bigs down in the painted area, forcing the team to shoot efficiently, and consistently from the outside, as you highlighted, which is something the Orlando Magic don't do well. Now, Evan Fournier, another guy that nobody talks about outside of, you know, NBA circles like you and I. Evan Fournier is a, is a quality player now. You know, Terrence Ross can come off the bench and do some things from a heat check standpoint, but consistently up and down that roster, they don't knock down shots regularly. So I anticipate Borrego will go with that zone, pack things in, and continue to allow Cody to get his legs up on him. Cody was a little bit out of whack. You could tell he hadn't played real NBA basketball from a game standpoint in a while. You know, he just didn't look like he had his wits about him Friday night versus Chicago. Going back to James Borrego and Sam, I ask you, what about that full-court press on, on Friday night by James Borrego? Do you think that may be something that they could do to uh, disrupt any potential chemistry from the Magic on Sunday night? Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I thought it gave the Hornets a spark and threw off Chicago for a little bit there. It's very difficult to full-court press an NBA team because everyone is so talented that the second they break it over half-court, you know, you're in a three-on-one or two-on-one situation, and it can become difficult. But when you're looking at an Orlando team that they're still adjusting to playing without Markel Fultz, we feel terrible for him. He's had such a snake-bit career and and was suddenly looking like he was playing well, and suddenly this injury comes up. Uh, They've got Cole Anthony, who we know is an exceptionally talented player but he is still a rookie and putting pressure on him see how he reacts like I said it's difficult to full court press any NBA team because the talent level is so high but to use it in spots as the Hornets have throughout this season with the kind of defensive personnel they have 
it can give some dividends. I hope we see more of it. I thought that that was interesting. And that's something else that Borrego has said post-game presses. It's like pace. The Hornets want to get out and go. And that's one of the things of having a guard like LaMelo Ball. Let's get the rebound. Let's go. If you can get those bigs running, you know, and, and, and I think about a Joel Embiid or an Andre Drummond. You get those guys that don't necessarily want to get out there and get the track meet. I think that plays to the Hornets' advantage. So this is something that I'll be looking forward to trying to gate this, this Orlando Magic team. Now, Orlando's sneaky, man. Like, you know, they made the, the, the play-in tournament last year. They've had some injuries. Terrence Ross coming off the injury. You just mentioned Martel Foles, who was starting at point guard and coming around for them. I think this is a very winnable game. I would love to go down there and sweep this deal, right? Let's get both of these and let's get ready to go and, and, and get back to playing the type of Hornets basketball we were playing a couple of weeks ago. Team will be at the Amway Center. It'll be on tonight. Pre-game on WFNZ starts at 6. I'll have the call at 7, and I'll be talking to Stan somewhere around 9.30, hopefully a celebratory conversation on the post-game show. Stan Norfleet, he's a host on WFNZ. You can hear him all throughout the week and, of course, after each and every Hornets game. Stan, thanks for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Appreciate you so much for having me, Sam. Let the folks know they can find me on social media, at Stan Sportsman. Look forward to talking to you after a win on Sunday, brother. Amen to that. Make sure to give him a follow and make sure to tune in to the postgame show as well. We thank all of you for listening in. Hope to have you again with us tomorrow as we both break down tonight's game against the Magic and preview round two. Should be a lot of fun. Till next time, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us once again on the Hornets Hivecast.